What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Roarcast. We got a jam-packed episode today. I'm Mike Kowalski, joined, as always, by Kyle Matrician and Megan Rojas. Guys, what's going on? Friends, how we doing? Hello, friends. Good, you know, just uh, another week. Looking forward to the virtual C tomorrow, guys. Uh, big event. Uh, hopefully all, I think a lot, we, I know a lot of our student athletes are going to be watching. Uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast and doesn't know about virtual C, that'd be pretty hard to do. But if you don't know about virtual C, it's tomorrow night, Tuesday night at 8 PM Eastern. It's going to be, uh, a, basically a live show that is put up on YouTube at 8 PM Eastern, uh, probably run about an hour. We're trying to keep it to an hour. Inside, There's just so much stuff. We don't know. Scoop. We don't know if we can keep it within an hour. There's inside a lot scoop. of good stuff going on. If you're a listener to this podcast, the inside scoop is that it may be more than an hour. However, if you're a listener to this podcast, you should watch because there are some A-list celebrity check-ins during Ooh. this show. A-list celebrity so check-ins. If they're listening to this podcast, first of all, happy Memorial Day. Happy right? Memorial Yes. Memorial. Wow. This, yeah. Hope you all are posting this on Memorial Day. I just hope you're having a weekend. good, your feet are up, you're, you got the headphones in, you're listening to our beautiful voices. You're just having a good day. Actually, and you know what I think is happening right now is they're on their back porch grilling, right? Ooh. Like, you know, nice warm weather. Hopefully it's a yeah. nice warm day. And yeah. they got the stereo out there like it's 1998, okay. right? And... Somebody's beeping outside right now. They agree with me. They're like, yes. And and instead of bumping like '90s rock music, they're just got this podcast blaring to the neighborhood. Is really what's happening. That's they're what's just happening. Letting everyone know. Yeah, letting everyone know about Free the Free advertisement for the virtual C via this podcast. So if you're listening to this, you should absolutely turn in because as much as you'd love to see our faces in this podcast, you get to see faces at the virtual C. Hundred percent. And if you are listening to this podcast, as we've said 17 times now, and you're watching the virtual seat tonight, uh, be sure to use the hashtag tomorrow. Virtu- tomorrow. Tomorrow night. Sorry, Tuesday night. Be sure to use the hashtag virtual C on Twitter on your Instagram story because we will uh, share the best Twitter posts that we find of you, anybody watching virtual C. If you want to get dressed up for the event, that'd be fun. Uh, if you want to put it on your Instagram story, we'll sh- we're going to share the best Instagram story posts onto the Go Columbia Lions Instagram story. So looking forward to the virtual see tomorrow night, as I said, 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. And if you happen to miss the event, you can rewatch it. Uh, but we would love for people to be watching live, commenting, engaging. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. The show does, I think, looks good so far. Shout out to Alex Oberweger for all of his hard work on this event and Chelsea Raleigh for getting all the alums and getting sack and getting everybody involved and uh, everybody else on the varsity C committee. Kyle earlier, I thought you were going to say you like hesitated and I thought you were going to say everyone, everyone should watch the varsity C tomorrow night. And I thought you were going to say it's going to be lit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i'm glad he didn't <laughs> i was like is he, is it, is I, he why did you I, did i like give off a facial expression that i was like i think i had I was, 
thinking like about like the deep fakes in the last dance where that he like says and what's going to be something cool we said no one knows why you said it very similar to the way okay. he said that and i thought you were gonna say it's gonna be lit <laughs> and just want to say thank you to everybody who's voted for games or play of the year we've gotten we've been overwhelmed with the response uh the voting's been really close so you're definitely going to watch want to watch the whole thing because we're not going to unveil the winners of that till till close to the end of the show As the Mike's host hope. was someone who we've interviewed on this podcast right kyle and mike I, I wasn't there Kyle, for you it. you weren't there. No, no. He does know that I bowl, though. <laughs> <laughs> now he does. We did tell him. That, yeah. I don't know if he remembers, but yes, we interviewed him. It's probably that. come up on our working group calls, too. He's been on with us. We've had some yeah. Zooms. He has, oh, yeah? but I don't. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Dean's done a great job, uh, you know, getting putting together content, and we're excited to see what uh, he's going to be doing for the show. Um, but... Yeah, we have a, a, a big show, a jam-packed show. So we only have one guest today. It's Alex Absey from Lacrosse. Uh, we just got done talking to our spoiler alert. This, this is being recorded after we, we do the interview. Three weeks, which, three weeks in a row. Yeah, sometimes it happens that way. Um, yeah. It's all good, depending on what's going on. Yeah. But you get to hear you know, from her, talk about her career so far, and some stuff about Ridgewood, because this is a Jersey special. Uh, three of us, once again, are all in the great state of New Jersey. All in Bergen County. This was right. a fun one just because she, we're in the same town right now. I'm in Ridgewood and she's probably down the street. I'm not really sure where she lives, but she's pretty close to me. And there's a fun Very little, cool. there's a fun little surprise that people will find out about the connection that you have with Alex Abzi when mm-hmm. they get to that part of the episode. Like we said, it is a, we think it's a good listen this week. Uh, it'd be bad yeah. if we said it wasn't a good listen and you should just <laughs> stop now and Move Enjoy on to something else. <laughs> All right. Well, this podcast this week, little preface is it's pretty lengthy, but it like kind of we went said, off the rails. To be perfectly honest, we went honest. off the rails. Some <laughs> there's going to be some moments where uh, Ro, Mike, and myself are just having a hearty conversation with each other, and Alex is just a bystander. But great sport, great sport. <laughs> she is. She's a great sport. We promise you'll enjoy it. Uh, so right now we're going to throw it to break, and when we come back, we're going to have Alexandria Abzi join us. JAG-1 Physical Therapy is a proud partner of the Columbia Lions. With state-of-the-art rehabilitation equipment and facilities, allow us to develop a specific plan catered to each patient. The JAG-1 team proudly serves the tri-state area with facilities throughout Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. We're here for you. Get back the life you love. Visit www.jag1pt.com. That's J-A-G-O-N-E-P-T.com for more information. We all know what comes with being a fan, the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Share a Coke with a friend. Coca-Cola, the official beverage of the Columbia Alliance. Clean Eats Meal Prep are proud sponsors of the Columbia Lions. Clean Eats has a wide variety of meals, from the basics, low-carb, gluten-free, and even kids' options. The process is simple. Place your orders for the week, and Clean Eats delivers right to your doorstep. Nutrition, convenience, and results equal the Clean Eats experience. Visit www.cleaneatsmealprep.com 
to try us today. All right. Well, welcome back to the Roarcast. Uh, we have a special guest today from Ridgewood, New Jersey. We're in the same town currently. Welcome to the Roarcast, Alex. Thank you for having me. Glad to be on the Ridgewood special, representing the greatest <laughs> town in New Jersey. <laughs> it's Teddy, it's the Bergen County special right now. All four of us. The Bergen County episode. So you guys are in Wood Ridge or Ridgewood. I'm in Wood Ridge. It's like 20 minutes south of you guys. So Kyle's like right over in Lindhurst. This is the Jersey special edition of the Roarcast. I feel like we got a lot to talk about outside of Columbia sports. I mean, we can, we can bring up the whole Taylor ham pork roll debate again. Taylor ham. Sorry. I know. We live, we live in, Oh, you're a pork roll person? You don't say Taylor Ham? No, I'm Taylor Ham. Yeah. Know, just yeah, I'm oh. Taylor Ham. <laughs> I was like, you told, us, you told us on another episode that you, like, were, when you order breakfast sandwiches, that it's Taylor Ham, egg and cheese, I know, I please, know. is what you say. She scooped that whole way bagel. You're oh, so sorry. close to being kicked out of the Ridgewood Club. I know. <laughs> you're so close to being kicked off this podcast. I so upset. I don't know why. I really, I think I was ready to fight someone, and then you said that. I was like, no. But yes, <laughs> that's a North Jersey thing. Yeah, North Jersey. Good. Uh, Glad we got got ahead of that. Mike and I both not originally from Jersey, but we've right. we've assimilated. <laughs> you count. This is Studio Jersey. This. I guess <laughs> while we're on the topic of Jersey, one of my favorite things to look at on social media is, and my wife is the same way. Oh wow, uh, that was yeah. a really good job. I'm just going to call it out anyway. <laughs> she just walks through the kitchen and she like knows we're recording a podcast and she was about to sneeze and she just like held it all in, which is one of the worst <laughs> feelings in the world. The I, worst can't, feeling. I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but the NJGov social media, the NJGov Twitter is one so of my good. favorite things really to good. look at every day. Alex, do you look at the NJGov Twitter account? Do you have a Twitter? Like Phil Murphy's account? Yeah, no, well, and it's uh, not well, really his account. That's it. Like the yeah. governor account where he puts like the counts of coronavirus? No, no. no. Oh, no. It's, no. Um, it's New Jersey. New Jersey, the state. We don't it's know like, who runs it, but no. I actually, there was an article about, it's a woman um, oh. that came out recently. She, it's like a very funny, witty account. It like trolls other state accounts. Yeah. <laughs> no, I haven't I, been on that, but I've been on the one where they show the coronavirus counts. So like a much less happy account for that's me. A, that's a much more serious mm. account. I know. Um, yeah. You're so this one, this one has like I'm scrolling through right now. Like they do COVID updates. Like they retweet things. Like they put some serious stuff on there. However, like three hours ago, they retweeted breaking. Oh, sorry, not this isn't a retweet. This is a tweet from them. It just says breaking, and it's a screenshot of hashtag Bagelgate debate continues. New Jersey throws shade at St. Louis bread company sliced bagels. <laughs> the Bagelgate yeah. debate is far from over. <laughs> It's well Our, worth your follow. This is from St. Louis, and he sent me the tweet last night. Um, and it was like the, the pictures of the bagels, they were sliced like bread. What? <laughs> yeah, you got to look at it. It's a disgrace. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a joke. <laughs> they're, they're sliced like down, like, like a slice of loaf of bread. <laughs> you got to check it out. But anyway... Where anyway, do we go from I here, guess, guys? I guess, I, guess, I guess we'll actually interview Alex now. I guess we'll actually interview her. I guess we'll talk to her about, you know, her. Uh, Alexandria Abzi goes by Alex. She is from Ridgewood, New Jersey, as we've said, uh, from Ridgewood High School. She is a junior 
or I guess now a senior at Columbia University. Um, she is a two-time All-Ivy League honorable mention on the lacrosse team. And again, we thank Alex for joining us. Alex, uh, we've had a lot of people on this podcast this season, a lot of spring sport athletes. And one of the things that we like to have them do is talk about uh, kind of that final moment, athletic moment of the year. And I know for the lacrosse team, it was really unique because you guys were the last event happening for Columbia Athletics in the 2019-20 academic year. You guys were on the field when the decision was made that spring sports were canceled and you were in the middle of the game. So I'm going to have you tell that whole story uh, about that game that day and kind of how everything kind of came to fruition there. Yeah, so we had an away game at UConn. And like the first half went normally, no one was really suspecting anything. And then like I look over and in the second half, a girl who's been injured the whole season is going in. And I'm like, oh, wow, like she's finally coming back. This is great. So I don't really think anything of it. And then there's like two minutes left in the game. And we were on the attacking end. I play attack. And one of my teammates turns to me and another attacker and goes, go run over to the defensive end. And I kind of stood there in confusion. And the other attacker is like, what's happening? Is this it? And I'm like, what do you mean? Is this it? Like I didn't even process it. She was talking about coronavirus. I was like, is this it? What does that mean? Are we done playing attack? Like are we defense now? And so we run over the defensive end and two defenders run, run over senior defenders. And like people are just shooting and like driving. And I'm like, wow, like we're really giving it all we have these la this last minute. This is great. And then like the game ended and we found out that our season was canceled because of coronavirus. That game was also originally supposed to be played at Baker. We yeah, were, at Baker. And then and it got moved. So there was a little bit of question going into that game too of what yeah. was going to happen. And we had um, – our coach had just, like, resigned before that, too. So yeah, it's a crazy, crazy week just, turn yeah. of events for you guys. Yeah. So did you – did you just – you got on the bus and came straight back, and then that was it. You knew your season was done, done. People were, like, saying it when we were – when we came off the field, but, like, they told us in the locker room. And then, yeah, we came back, and it was over. It was really strange. Because it was weird because UConn, their season wasn't over yet. It was just that the yeah. Ivy League had announced that spring sports were canceled. So, do you, like, did UConn realize what was happening? Do you like, know anything about that? Or? I don't think they did. But when we were bumping elbows, because at this point we had been demoted from shaking hands to bumping elbows already. Um, and, like, a lot of girls on our team were in tears. And I'm I, they were definitely confused because they probably had no idea our season was over. Theirs wasn't over yet. And so they were probably a little bit confused as to why people were like full on sobbing after yeah. just like a out yeah. of conference mid season game. I don't want to make you like relive it too much, but can you kind of run us through anything you kind of remember that you want to share about the locker room situation when you guys were being told? I remember that the, our coach told us and then she left and it was kind of all of the seniors sitting together on a bench. And it was really nice because they each got to say something to the team and, we were all able to thank them and like sort of have a last moment together um, in the locker room, which was really special. Um, and we weren't rushed out or anything. We sort of got to take our time and get our things together before we left. Were you guys able to get together as a team on campus before you had to, before everybody moved out? Yeah, we were able to do that, which was really nice. And uh, our bus ride home was fun. We did like 
karaoke where you put on the headphones and you can't hear yourself singing. Like Women's basketball favorite. knows all about that. We love a good, <laughs> we love a good karaoke. Is that where yeah. you got the idea from? Yeah. Did you steal the idea? <laughs> we actually used to do it. Like I used to do it when I played lacrosse at Ridgewood High School. Oh, so this yeah. is a Ridgewood High School yeah. thing. This is where we got it from. Oh, oh. Infiltrated in High School. <laughs> Bus rides home like that are, I mean, after wins or losses, obviously are different, but with a moment where you, did you move home right after you got back? No, I, I was on campus for a couple of days. I was up, okay. I was at campus until they like sent us the email saying, could everyone please move out? Um, and I like, took my midterm and then on zoom and then like left. So. So how does it feel? It's talking about exams, and everything a week removed kind of from finals and everything. How's life adjusting into summer mode uh, while you're still kind of in these quarantine stages, things are starting to open up, but uh, what, what have you been doing to, to stay busy? I have been watching a lot of Netflix shows and documentaries, but I'm kind of, running low on them so if anyone has good recommendations uh let me know but i've been outside a lot um my friends and i have been going on like uh socially distant hangouts um i've been going on bike rides i don't know just staying outside as much as possible my family and i played monopoly a couple times which nice. was fun nice. um but yeah quick nice. guest Go my ahead. younger sister cat oh like quick guest say hi Cat! <laughs> oh my god, how are you? Oh my gosh, you can't hear us. No, I can't hear anything. Oh, <laughs> Welcome to the Roarcast, a special guest from Ridgewood, New Jersey. Another Ridgewood Lacrosse alum. Yep, thank you for having me. <laughs> we gotta explain, we gotta explain the situation. What do you mean? Did we not explain it before? Did we explain it? And did I just forget? I think we explained it on, on we didn't explain while it recording while recording. Yet. Yeah, bro, we don't so know why we, we gotta have set the shout this, out. We gotta set the scene yeah. here. <laughs> Get a little closer to the computer because we can't hear you now because you're, it sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> we are both uh, in Ridgewood, New Jersey because we are from Ridgewood, New Jersey. And we all went to Ridgewood High School. And Alex and I were high school teammates. Yeah, it was a great time. We were down on tack together. Mm -hmm. there you go. Who scored more goals? Alex Abzi, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> we Something that's go. carried over to the Columbia career. How mm -hmm. was? High school that we were chopped liver. Don't know why. I was always chopped liver. She was nothing close to being chopped liver. <laughs> yeah, we did have a joke that we were chopped liver. I think we, because we, we thought they blamed everything on us, Kat. And they never passed us the ball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How was, uh, how was the Ridgewood team? We were so good. Like two in the nation for at yeah. least. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really awesome. Did you like I, at TSU? We know Alex's junior year, my sophomore year, we lost in uh, the state championship in triple overtime. It was painful. It was <laughs> wow. Do you, uh, does, your, does your sister still play, Ro? Cat plays at Berkeley. Oh, that's cool. Didn't know that. We had a very similar experience moving home as most of the athletes we've talked to. Is that this week's segment? Oh. The family check-in? The family check-in. <laughs> 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 like, like, hey, everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Cat, for joining us. Thanks for having me. Bye, Alex. Bye, Cat. <laughs>
All right, Alex. So coming from Ridgewood, New Jersey, why did you choose Columbia to go to school? Well, my whole recruiting process was kind of different. My um, coach Coffrin came from uh, Yale and she brought a bunch of us over with her who were getting initially recruited there. So then I came to Columbia and I uh, went on a campus tour and like talked to the coaches, walked around and I, I really, really loved it. And I liked how it was close to home so my parents could come watch my games um, because in high school, like my parents barely missed any games. Like, you know, the mm-hmm. RGL parents, they're so dedicated. So, uh, I knew that my parents would be um, really excited for them to, for, to come to games and I'd be happy to have them. So that was uh, a huge plus and I love the campus and I love being in the city. So it's so close. They can just pop in and go over the bridge. Yeah. It's especially, it seems like it's faster to go to Baker because they normally go to Baker. They just come for my games. They don't really come into the city to like hang out with me. Right. Uh, otherwise. Um, but yeah, it's really nice for them. Did you come into the city a lot when you were in high school just to like hang out or my dad works in the city. So like we would always come in uh, during Christmas time and go mm-hmm. to the, and like meet him and go to the tree and like, things like that so I would come in I would come in like periodically but I wouldn't come in every day I had no idea Columbia was so like a campus and I lived in Ridgewood my entire life and then I came on to check it out I think after I graduated college and I was like amazed by the how it's set up people have no idea that there's no I know even the first time when I visited I walked in and I was like oh my god there's grass like there's yeah. grass and open open places to sit um which was a huge plus like that was such a draw being able to like sit on the steps and sit on the lawn yeah it's great it's like a true campus yeah something i've been dying to ask athletes that go up to baker every day what do you do on the bus it depends so like in the mo- we sometimes have like early morning practices so during those pra- during those bus rides i'll sleep on the bus um but like if it's during the day and I'm coming back from practice and I have like a presentation or an exam I'll look over my notes but like I always just listen to music and like either sleep or go over work or just talk to people how are the relationships with like your team and the other like sports that compete up at Baker because I'm sure you guys obviously see each other like a lot more than you would see some of the people who are like down at Dodge right yeah for sure I would say that I definitely know the Baker athletes better than I do the Dodge, the people, the athletes who are at Dodge, just from like sheer coincidence of running into them in the training room or locker room or on the bus, not locker room, but like in the hallways um, yeah. or on the bus. And talk about a little bit on the field. You kind of, you came in as a first year and were able to contribute right away. Was it much of an adjustment for you in that first year or was it, I don't know, it's, weird to say, but was it easier than you were expecting or were you expecting to, to contribute that much from early stages? I would say that it was definitely adjustment, but I was playing with a lot of um, experienced players who had like done well throughout their careers. Um, and they were able to like sort of help me on the field and off the field too, which is really helpful. And also just coming from uh, Ridgewood, like there's so many good lacrosse players, like Cat goes to Berkeley and there's a lot of players that play in the Ivy League teams against me, um, like out in California. So it's that was really helpful coming from a place where I was so challenged in high school as well. Um, but regardless, it was definitely an adjustment. And I was happy to have like experienced players help me along the way. Who was like the biggest uh, 
help for you as a freshman? Like maybe, I don't know if it was a senior from your freshman year, like who was like somebody that kind of like really showed you the ropes as a freshman? When I was a freshman, we had lion, we still do, but we have like lion cubs. And so an underclassman gets paired with an upperclassman. It's sort of like a big sister thing um, that they do to help you out. And um, I was paired with Victoria Calamaris, who is a great lacrosse player. Um, and she's someone who really helped me um, adjust. She was an attacker as well. Um, and I think that we worked really well together. And she was just a great presence to have on the field and off the field too. Not to brag, but for Kyle and Mike, Ridgewood Lacrosse is like notoriously very, very, very good. So they're like she's coming from somewhere where all these kids like go and play into college, and you were probably very prepared coming into a college situation. But what was the hardest like transition into the college game for you? I would say that it's definitely more physical. Um, and I'm always like on the smaller side, there's a lot of way, like taller girls than me. So, um, that's not, that's not that bad for me, but it's definitely a lot, it's a lot more physical than it was in high school. Um, and also it's faster too, faster pace. We didn't have a shot clock in high school. We have a shot clock now. Um, so you have 90 seconds on the offensive end, which you can't hold the ball and like really relax. It's yeah, fast pace, which is nice. I like that better. I think that they should have that in high school too. I can't believe they don't have a shot clock in high school yet. I know. It, it makes the game way more exciting. They don't have a shot clock in basketball in New Jersey. And, yeah. Which is crazy, too. Really? Yeah, that's, in, yeah. high school, no. in high school basketball in New Jersey. I played in New York State, and they have a shot clock. They do and not when, have- I came, when I came down here, I watched my, sister, my now sister-in-law play high school basketball, and I was like, why is there no shot clock? Are we in, like, the 50s? Like. <laughs> I was very confused my freshman year of college. I was like, okay, we got to, like, get a shot up. Because you yeah. can just hold the ball. But very similar to lacrosse, which I'm glad they changed. In some states, they have a shot clock now. Or is it Next everywhere school? in high school? There's no shot clock. I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not certain. Oh, are you talking about but, basketball or lacrosse? No, lacrosse, lacrosse now. Lacrosse. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad they changed that for college. Now, speaking of, like, you know, shot clocks and women's lacrosse is notorious for – changing rules every year how i'm not going to get into the logistics of that but like how difficult does that make it from a year-to-year basis to make adjustments for for all of you from year to year it's crazy like we have eight meter shots and like initially you couldn't you had to be assigned by a ref and then they changed that and you could go wherever you wanted so then people were like stacking down low and getting into like hip checking fights like people would get you'd like line up for an eight meter and someone would be like thrown on the bottom of the eight meter because someone had like knocked them out of the way and then they changed that so you can't do that anymore so like it changes every year honestly like you you expect that something's going to change and like yeah. the ref's going to tell you you did something wrong and setting up for an eight meter or what but uh yeah it's it's changing a lot but um they're trying why to do you think that than- yeah that, i was just going to ask why do you think there there's all the constant changes they're just trying to make it more I don't know, make it more competitive or make it more entertaining or something, or, you know? I think that, like, like I said, it's way more enjoyable to play a faster game, and I think it's more enjoyable to watch a faster game. So, like, a change that they had made, um, I don't know if they had made it in college before my freshman year, but I, it happened when I, uh, I experienced it my freshman year, where if you get a call in the midfield, you can just keep running. You don't have to stop on the whistle, which I think was a really good change. Yeah. Like, it made the speed of the game faster. Um, 
which is something that I think that they're looking to do, like with the shot clock as well. It makes sense. I've not been to a, a game up at Baker, so I'll have to come next yeah, spring. Come up. Yeah, I know I'm gonna have to because actually a couple of years ago when I would come home for games for cats, everyone would be like, "How's Alex doing?" And I'd be like, "Ah, I'm sure <laughs> she's doing great." <laughs> <laughs> um, and then you like won all these awards. I was like, "I think she's fine." <laughs> Make a brilliant move to Vanderwater, luxury condominium residences in Morningside Heights. Discover an elevated approach to city living, a modern homage to old world elegance, breathtaking views of the Hudson River, Columbia University, and Riverside Church. Visit thevandewater.com today for more information. That's T-H-E-V-A-N-D-E-W-A-T-E-R.com. At Athletic Brewing Company, we've built America's first craft non-alcoholic brewery. We've created a lineup of award-winning non-alcoholic beers. Our beers are made with organic grains and start at only 50 calories. Athletic beers are perfect for anyone who loves being healthy and active, but also loves to enjoy great tasting beer with friends. To give us a try, go to athleticbrewingcompany.com and use code ATHLETIC20 for 20% off your first order. I got a good answer on this question last week when we had archery, so I'm just going to ask it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So last week when we had archery on, I asked what the biggest misconception about archers were. And one of them said that we all like to hunt. So do you have anything about lacrosse that you think is funny and worth sharing? Misconception or stereotype about lacrosse players? I don't know if this is a stereotype, but this is something that people have mentioned to me so much. They're like, whenever you guys get hit, you fall down, like blah, blah, blah. It's so like, you guys can't handle contact. People have said that to me just about like watching the girls game. There's too many whistles I can't watch, but actually like people are pretty vicious out there. It's like not a non, non-contact non type of game at all. Like people are looking for contact and enjoy it. And like sometimes it's like a huge part of people's game looking for that contact. So I would say that it's like a pretty aggressive sport, which is something that you might not see from the sidelines so much. Would you rather play, like how would you rather have the rules bent? Like would you rather more contact, they allow you more contact or do you, do you kind of like the way it is now? I like more contact for sure. Um, it's kind of boring when they don't let you do anything and they're calling the whistle all the time. Um, I mean, I get it. You have to call it sometimes to keep some sort of rules in place. Like can't be a free for all, but it's way more fun if you just let people play. We can't throw no. the sticks down, take the helmets yeah. off and start fighting <laughs> on the field. Like it's hot. <laughs> That'd be awesome. I, I love that you have to throw your stick on the ground after you score. Oh, it's like, I would oh. like throw it into the <laughs> Wait, So I did that this year in one of our games. Like it was a close game and I, I like made a shot and I threw my stick. I was so excited and I turn and like the, butt of my stick nailed my teammate in the chest <laughs> comes over and he's like, lady you cannot do that again like you better not throw it like that again and I was like I'm so sorry like it won't happen again I was mortified I was like to my teammate I'm so sorry I like, impaled her with my stick during practice like a- during, uh, I think we're, are we gonna ask the same question go ahead Go. I was gonna say if she has a celebra- celebratory move. Yep, exactly. That's yeah, what I was gonna say. During right during pra- I was like during practice, you guys like practice what you're gonna do when you score a goal. Like, do you try and do something like suave? No, unfortunately, I don't have a cool move. But um, our sideline does really cool things when we score. Like they have different celebrations. Like they bench or they swim or they go on the bike, um, which is fun. But I don't have a signature celebration. Maybe I should work on that. Is there a specific song that they play when, at Baker when you score? 
we uh my freshman year my sophomore year we had shot songs that we each got to pick um and then this past year they picked like six team songs because i think it was a little much trying to find the song for like every person trying to match their number with their name Mm, we need to we need to bring that back we'll have some We'll have some conversations. Bro, if you want to run the music, we can bring it back because we're always working for people to work lacrosse games, you know? Like, can we get the game statted? Like, we're getting an inside look at the Columbia operation here. Bro, bro, you're on the wrong podcast. You're going to say, you're on the podcast with the wrong people. If you're like, oh, yeah, we can get that done. We're going to have to talk. If you guys could choose your song, your score song, what would it be? If I could choose my own. Yeah. Yeah, if we had to submit one to Carly Kinnear right now. Oh, that's too hard to pick. That would have to take a lot of thinking. But um, my shot song my sophomore year was uh, the guitar solo of Bohemian Rhapsody, which I loved. Love so maybe that. I'd do that again. Um, and would you try to request a song change mid-season? No, I'm too <laughs> <laughs> Why, did someone do that? It's, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So the other thing I want to talk about, and I think there are some parallels between field hockey and lacrosse. The tailgates post game are oh, pretty God. epic at field yeah. hockey and lacrosse. And rowing. So Don't forget rowing. Rowing's, rowings yeah, rowing's, rowings up there as well. Yeah. So talk about what goes into you know, the parents getting all together, bringing all the food, the music, whatever goes into that. Because that's I think people need to know about that. Yeah. So after literally every game, like the parents, I think they rotate from game to game. Like you volunteer for a game and you are in charge of all the tailgating and they all cater from amazing places and have such a good selection of food out for everyone. Um, It's really, really nice. And you get to see your family and sit together and like your friends can come too, whoever you want. Uh, It's really, really nice. When we hosted the men's and women's lacrosse tournaments, uh, what was that just a couple years ago? Um, I felt like seeing like those tailgates because obviously you have like teams traveling and like you know uh, on the men's side I know like Yale and Cornell uh, like travel big because they're really good and on the women's side I think Princeton travels a lot of people normally so like the tailgates that would happen in Baker are like like that was unreal like it looked like homecoming yeah Yeah. everyone like brings their little tent yeah. Set up your tent. yeah, I just, I mean, I going back to my first year covering field hockey and again, just because that's the sport I cover in the fall. Like th- we have this player, Gabby Kozlowski, one of our all-time leading scorer. Her dad would like bring stuff like lobster and like surf and turf, like to the tailgates. It was like, it was the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like, it was crazy. We had a Chick-fil-A tailgate, uh, this past spring, which Ooh. was really a hit. Oh, it'd be all about that. Uh, that's, yeah. Yes. That's how we uh, we did some press box food with Chick-fil-A. I still have not been to Chick-fil-A since quarantine started because the nearest one for me is... Support local. The, well, the nearest one for me is the one in Teterboro there. But, yeah. and Alex, you may notice this as well. I don't know if you drive or not, but because you live <laughs> up in Ridgewood. But on 17, up in Ridgewood... Yeah. They literally on a daily basis have a police car still now during quarantine on the highway because the the like drive through line for the Chick-fil-A goes out onto 17. So every time my parents are from upstate, a little bit upstate New York. So every time I go up 17 to go to New York to go to my mom's house because she's 
been she's been moving she's in the process of moving it's like without fail there is a police car like guiding traffic around because the drive-through line for chick-fil-a is out on Dewey three-lane highway every time i tell someone this they don't believe me but i never had chick-fil-a until this spring Wow. I believe it because there's I no believe it. Yeah. yeah, there's it's not. It's starting there. to go up here. There's but. not yet, right? There's not that yeah. many. But every time I say to someone, they're like, <gasps> "You haven't." Yeah. I you get go Chick Fil A sauce. You go ranch. What's your What's your What is your Chick Fil A food of choice? Um. Well, I've only had it a couple times, and every time I get it, I'm always with someone who's like, "You need this. Like, yeah. this is what you've got to <laughs> have." So I always end up with like the chicken sandwich and the Chick Fil A sauce. Yeah. Okay. They don't have Chick-fil-A up here. I didn't have it until I went to college. Yeah. I always go it's spicy chicken. I always go spicy chicken sandwich with the pepper jack cheese. Mm. It's been a while. I feel like I might do that for dinner now. When we're done with this, I think I'm just Special having Chick-fil-A. Special thanks to Chick-fil-A for sponsoring this segment yeah. of the show. Yeah. Really? Really? Alex, if you're going to listen to any, any of these podcasts, because it's okay, you probably haven't listened to any, you should listen. <laughs> she, said, she said before that she didn't. No, I, I missed it. There's a couple good ones that you should definitely check out. Which ones? Uh, Rowing with Constantino Corey and Torrance Smith. Yeah. Uh, that yeah, episode sure. is, we even had a whole poll that we ran on social media after that episode about whether you were a passion person. Wait, or let's a ask person. her. Let's ask her. Okay. Are you team passion? Or, oh, so you, you bring it up. Sorry. You describe it. So the two rowers that were on said that you can only be two types of people in general, like passionate or science, team passion or team science science is obviously like very analytical and like you think things through and then do it and then passion is you just like do everything with utmost passion you tack everything like straight on you don't overthink it you, you just, just think about it. it you think about it after the fact you kind of do stuff and then think about it after the fact and then team science is like you think everything through before you do it and you can't be in between no if you had a big no, like if you had to pick a side yeah i feel like everybody has a little bit of both but really you're more one Probably, I'd probably be on the science one. Oh, wow. Um, Mike, Mike. We're two and two. Well, we're two and two now. Yeah, yeah now we are. I was outnumbered for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Ro are passionate people. I try to yeah. be more, I try to be more like Mike. I hashtag, I try to be like Mike up there. <laughs> um, but sometimes I like, I think thing. it's like I'm thinking things and in the middle of thinking, I just do it before I was done. What did the poll say? <laughs> It was about 50-50. It, it, it was a pretty 50-50 split. Yeah. 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 And it's, it, we put it on like all three social media platforms. So we have like, you know, all different demographics covered, I feel like. You know, Facebook is a little bit older. Instagram's younger. Twitter's kind of in the middle. So yeah, the younger one was definitely more passion, right? Instagram was definitely more passion. Twitter uh, yeah. and Facebook was a little bit more 50-50, yeah. but leans yeah. towards science. Facebook was probably heaviest on science. Yeah. It was like the older was more science and the younger was more passion. Yep. I guess as you get older, you get wiser and remember to think things through. And when you're younger, you just do it. Um, <laughs> you speaking, of, speaking of social media polls, Alex, have you seen any of the, the we have the virtual C coming up tomorrow uh, because this podcast will be up on Monday. So tomorrow, Tuesday, May 26th. Are you, do you know about the virtual C? Are yes, you going to be watching? Oh, that's you know, good. That's good. That's a good first step. That's a good first step. <laughs> I've seen all of the videos posted on the various. Yes. The, uh, let's, get, let's get your hot take right now for. All right. So for men's game of the year. Right. 
we have the football game against Harvard where they won in overtime. We have the men's soccer game where they beat UConn three to two on the road with three like crazy goals. And then we have the, what am I forgetting? What am I forgetting? Somebody help me out. Mike Kowalski, what game am I forgetting? You're forgetting um, wrestling's walk-off. Wrestling's walk-off pin by a freshman, which I didn't even know you could walk off in wrestling, but I guess you can if you beat the clock with a pin. I think I would go with the football game. That was the one where they got the interception at the end, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Like a walk-off interception. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was there. That was pretty it was exciting. Wild. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, good, good choice. All right. Second poll. Women's game of the year. And uh, no no uh, contributions from uh, any anybody else here. No, no uh, black – I don't know. I guess not blackmailing. But... Blackmail. Women's basketball – against Harvard, where they were trailing in the fourth quarter, and they came back 162-57. We've got the – see. I'm field hockey. Field hockey. There you go. You're the field hockey guy. Yeah, over Penn, 6-5. They tied the game with one second to go in the fourth quarter and then won it in overtime. Yep, and then we got fencing, fencing winning. winning the Ivy League championship in a 6-0 sweep. I would have to say the field hockey one. That's Dang. crazy. Okay. One second and then yeah. winning in overtime. I remember seeing that video and I was like, oh my God. The plays of the year, we've got Mike Smith with a little inbounds play. Can I say off the rear end like they said in yes. the video? Yes, okay. <laughs> Off the rear end as the, as I forget who was commentating, Mike, who's the guy? Dr. John Dianini, former coach at LaSalle. There you go. Basically inbounds play off some guy's rear end who wasn't facing him. And nice catch. Catch, steps in bounds, catches the ball, puts it in the hoop. Great call by Lance Meadow. We've got women's basketball. Caitlin Davis with a little chase down block that she swatted off the backboard as this girl tried to lay it in from Brown, and she's about a foot shorter than KD. Um, we've got football with a flea, fic, flea flicker touchdown by uh, Josh Wainwright. And we've got women's soccer with a goal with time expiring in overtime to beat Bucknell. Mike Smith's play. Because we talked about it so much? Is that why? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you guys purposely yeah. got me to do that yeah. by talking about it way more than all the other ones. <laughs> I, thought, I, thought your, I thought your Baker allegiance was going to show up there again. I thought you were going to go women's soccer. No, I actually do come to a good amount of basketball games, men and women's, and dodge. It's way, it's way more convenient. No, I was going to say, not because, you work, not because you work for facility staff or anything, right? No, I don't work for a fan. Staff, a lot of my teammates do. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say most most a lot of Baker athletes work in yeah. event staff. So, well, virtual C tomorrow 8 p.m. YouTube also will be on Facebook. Hashtag virtual C for a little live tweeting. Post your uh, we want to see how you're watching virtual C. Uh, so if you post to your Instagram story and you hashtag virtual C, we'll we'll pull the best Instagram stories onto the Go Columbia Lions Instagram story. So Alex, are any of your are you gonna be? Do you know if any of your teammates are watching? I'm sure they will be, yeah. Let's pivot. Let's pivot and talk about Ridgewood, Alex, for our Ridgewood listeners. What is one of the better traditions that RGL does that you sort of miss? Oh, wow. 
Well, I loved how every year you got um, a word and that went on your shooting shirt and everything. And I liked how we did the uh, words on the wrist before games. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course the pasta parties were so much fun um, for RGL. But it was it was really nice. I I loved RGL. It was such a great experience. And I've made like so many friends, like Kat, for example. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Kat. Uh, Maybe she'll listen to a podcast. <laughs> yeah, Kat, if you're listening, shout out. Probably not. <laughs> um yeah, I mean Ridgewood and Mixon was your coach. She's no longer, but right? Yes. Or did Mixon. you have her? I had Mixon, yeah. She's also my coach. She is the sweetest human of all time. Kind of a legend in a sense. Yeah. Ridgewood. Yeah. She won two two is there only two one? I think there was. I think so. I think you're right, yeah. Did you win um, one? Two, yeah. The t- you won two? I think, yeah. Oh, wow. I think we were the last year. But, yeah, my lacrosse playing days. Good time. Miss <laughs> it. It's a great sport, and I miss watching. I mean, unfortunately, the seniors in high school sort of sucks that they're not getting their spring experience. I feel so bad for them. Yeah. But RGL, shout out to RGL. They do a great job in – tailgating as well and they're really good so hopefully with yeah. some Ridgewood listeners shout out RGL love RGL <laughs> RGL forever as they say right forever yeah <laughs> <laughs> I've seen so many posts saying RGL forever I know it's a lifestyle guys you wouldn't understand but <laughs> no clearly we're just well, a great tradition was uh dressing up for game days oh yeah that was fun. How could I not remember that? Yeah. What's the tradition? One. You guys do that? What's the tradition? Yeah. Though? What's the tradition? I don't understand. Dressing up for game days? It was just like... You, yeah. You can explain. explain. No, you can. <laughs> I don't really remember. It's been a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'll explain. I'll explain. You like just dress up in like different outfits for game days. So like... Like, like themes. Yeah, themed. So I'm thinking my, I'm picturing this, like, I see like MLB does this a lot where like when they go on flights, they have a theme, like they wear Hawaiian shirts or like, yeah, like stuff like that. They wear like, they dress up like superheroes and stuff like that on their charter flights and all that stuff. Yes. Stuff like that. So exactly like that. Okay. Yeah. To school, like for the day of your game. All right. Well, Alex, we really appreciate you taking the I time to, oh, oh, the segment. Here it comes. (laughs) Alex, what is okay? This is a twofold question. One, what is the best bagel shop in Ridgewood? And then two, have you found a bagel in New York at Columbia that has any competition with North Jersey bagels? No, is my answer to that question. And I've always gone to Bagelicious, it's close to my house. Okay. Uh, have you been there? Yeah. No, not Bagelicious. What's it called? Bagel Emporium. Oh, across. Across yeah. the tracks. That's where I've always gone. I went to Bagelicious, like, kind of not, I don't really go there, but it burnt down. Um, yeah. But my friend has been trying to get us on Bagel Nosh in Waldwick. Apparently that's good too. And then in high school, I remember Hot Bagels was a thing. Um, I don't know. What do you, I bagel, I'll, I'll go with Bagel Emporium. That's okay. my go-to. What about you? I like Bagelicious but it burned down so I'll st- I'll just stick with that one RIP maybe it'll come back 
we have a famous bagel shop in town that has sadly burned to the ground but wow. hopefully we'll make wow. a comeback <laughs> yeah it was like in the middle of this whole crisis um yeah. Oh, and we get word that Bagelicious is up in flames. Wow. Oh my God. Did you, did you like your friends like text you with like group chats going crazy? Yeah. And then like pictures yeah. coming through of like yeah. <laughs> Bagelicious like literally engulfed in flames. I think the same photo was going circling around like Ridgewood. And, and then obviously I had to like drive by the next day to see. Right. I ran, I ran right past it. Yeah. Yeah. Little... You had to. <laughs> you have to. Pay respect to the best <laughs> One more in that neck of the woods, not in Ridgewood, but in New Milford is Borderline Bagels, which my, my in-laws live, which is oh. amazing. That's like whenever we go up there and it's breakfast time, like you have to stop. It's really good. Mike, what's your bagel order? Uh, depends on the mood. It's either like just toasted bagel with cream cheese or bacon, egg and cheese. With I like I have some avocado on there sometimes too. Uh, love that Throw for that you. In there. Kyle, I know you have a specific one. Uh, I'm more of a breakfast sandwich person. And when I get breakfast sandwiches, I don't really get them on bagels. But if I do get a bagel, I'm all about the everything bagels with cream cheese. Yeah, everything yeah. bagels my go-to. Everything, yeah, yeah. Everything bagels are huge. They're great. <laughs> well, um, you know, we I'm just going to call her out. We teed up Ro with a segment, and she just completely blew us off and went with her own segment. So oh, did you I'm give gonna, me a segment? Uh, yeah, we did in the text that we sent you. <laughs> did you didn't read it. We sent you this really cool fact that I'm going to bring up now. Oh, wow. About, about Alex. I'm it now. Segment part two. We heard from a birdie that you speak Greek first. My mom is Greek, so I grew up understanding it. Um, and then when I got to college, I we have the language requirement at Columbia. So I decided to take it as my language. Um, like having known it, I was like, okay, I'll have a little bit of like a head start. Um, and I like ended up loving it. I finished language requirement. I took it again this year, um, decided I'm going to do a concentration in it and decided the other day that I'm going to do a thesis for it. So that's kind of where that took me. Well, Ro, we appreciate your segment every week as always. And thanks for <laughs> blowing us off this week. I didn't see it. I'm, I'm so sorry. No, I, I was like, wow, she was like, oh, yeah, 100%. Let's do it. And then she just ran with something else, which is still a good segment. I always like a good bagel conversation, especially on a Jersey podcast. We have to. What else are we going to do? Studio Jersey. Yeah, studio. Yeah. Well, I think we've gone on for long enough. So, Alex, appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me. No problem. Fun. Hope you now are a regular listener of the forecast. We are upping our listeners by one and two every week. All right. Well, again, that was episode 10 of the Roarcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, or you can visit GoColumbiaLions.com slash podcasts. For now, I'm Mike Kowalski, joined by Kyle Matrician and Megan Ross. We'll talk to you again next week.